Let's all now turn to the book of Psalms as we go to Psalm 107, verse 1. So not a long reading, not a long reading today. But if we could please stand to honor the reading of his word. As we read Psalm 107, verse 1. And as you're looking that up, I'm going to grab my chair just in case. Because sometimes I need it. Okay. All right. Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. I'll say that again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. You know, the Bible says that a lot in certain areas. His, his mercy endures forever, and it does. It goes through different Psalms and Proverbs. It says he is good. His mercy endures forever. This is why it sounds so familiar. It does say it a lot, and it's true. He is good. God is good all the time. When I say God is good, you say all the time. God is good. God is good. Yes, God is good all the time. You know, we used to have a man who came here and gave the announcements. His name was Richard Guyman. Richard Guyman was one of my favorite folk. He used to be the chief of police here in Clay Como. He was for a very long time in the 80s and throughout the 90s, and he became a member of the church. And I love Richard Guyman. He uh, left this world. In 2002, May the 1st, I believe it was. It might have been the day before. We're not very sure. But um, we discovered that he went to be with the Lord on May the 1st. And he is now with the Lord. And he's doing well. He's doing better than well. He's with Christ. But he now knows, just like he knew before, that God is good all the time. And he used to say this all the time. He used to say it to us. And it was, it was a continuous thing he would say when he came through the announcements. In fact, he'd repeat it about umpteen times so that you knew that you have to say it. And he used to say these types of things. He used to say that if you can't help others, I don't know why you're here on this earth is what he used to say. But he used to say, God is good all the time. He would have you say, and I always think of that when I hear it. God is good all the time. Amen. And so you're going to hear me say God is good a lot today. And you don't have to say all the time, every time, but you will know that I'm going to say God is good because it's true. The fact is God is good all the time. The title of today's sermon is God is so good. If God is so good is actually what it is. If God is so good, then why? Because people hear people say that God is good. And then others will say, well, if he is so good, if he is so good, then why do these things happen? This is what people say. Now, keep in mind, most of the people are lost when they say this. But they say, if God is so good, then why? And this usually is followed up with things like this. If God is so good, then why? Why is there suffering in the world? Now, this is usually a question that people ask. They say, why is there suffering in the world? Why is there death? Why is there famine and starvation? Why is there disease? Why is there storms and fires why are the storms and fires and earthquakes and natural disasters and you can almost understand these questions of people who don't know the lord and they hear about god being good and they see these things they see the news and you see people on the streets you can almost understand the questions keep it in the mind of, of these people who don't know god and if you are them and you hear that god is good and you see your grandmother starving you see your grandmother Why is this suffering? Why is this suffering? Why is this suffering? 
everything perfect everything was perfect when god created it. in fact i had a sermon one time a sermon that was said it was called this god made perfection man made a mess that was a title i love that title so much that I, I spent the whole time throughout the sermon saying that over and over again i spend most of my time saying this okay is simplistic let's be honest most humans are simplistic too and it's easy to say it's easy to repeat it's easy to say to children. It's easy to say to us. By the way, we're all kids anyway. We're just kids who are a little bit older. But it's easy to say because we need to remember that, that God made perfection. Man made a mess. And by man, I'm not talking about a male. I'm talking about mankind, obviously. Mankind made a mess. Humans made a mess. God made perfection. Man made a mess. Remember, God created everything perfect. Everything. Six days. He could have done it six seconds if he wanted. He could have done it less time than that. But he took his time showing us what we should do with our lives. No, we're not making the world because we can't make anything brand new. Not really. Even in our creative minds, we can't make anything brand new. We just take and elaborate what he's already made. Think about that. Everything that scientists are making and doctors are making, we're just elaborating on what God has already made out there. We're taking the minerals and the materials and things that God has already given unto us. People can't even do anything brand new at all. They either create from what God has given them or pervert what God has already given them. I mean, Satan perverted, when people talk about sin, no, no, no. Satan perverted what God has already given. God gave him music, and he perverted that. God gave life, and Satan, through sin, created death. So you think about that. That's how unimaginative Satan is. That's how unimaginative humans are at times. We, we, we like to think how great we are. No, we're not. No, we're not. God is good. God is great. God is so good, he created everything perfect. Complete perfection, and man made a mess. He made it all. Six days, everything. We already know about that, Pastor. Well, that's good. So it's not going to be that long with sermon. We're done. No, not really. But we'll keep going. He made everything great. But we know what happened. We know what happened in the Garden of Eden. We know about Adam and Eve. We know they were tempted by Satan, just like you're tempted every day. We know that demons come into our lives. We'll talk more about that as this month goes on. Demons come into our lives all the time, whether it be through temptation of lust, temptation of anger. It's not, it's not a sin to be angry. It's what we do with it. 
It's not a sin to be upset. But what we do with that, that's where the sin comes. It's not a sin to want. To want. It's a sin what you do with that want. It's not a sin to see something and say, you know, I really ought to know it's what you do with that. That's, that's where the sin comes in. It really is. The fact of the matter is, is we should be very careful where we go with all that. So God created everything perfect. And we already know because we say this very, very often from Romans chapter 3. We often say that everybody's imperfect. We know that. We say it all the time. And it's very true. And that's why we say it all the time. Just like we do with John 3.16. I often say from Romans 3.10, there's none righteous, no, not one. It's very true. There's none righteous, no, not one. As I say from Romans 3.23, very often, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And why? Because of the sin, the sin that occurred in the Garden of Eden. From that point on, from that point on, there was sin in the world. We could see that God's perfection was imperfect because of what mankind did and because of the sin. And you can see it all the way from Genesis all the way to the New Testament. There was sin in the world. But God sent his son to take care of that. God sent himself as his son to take care of that imperfection. That's how wonderful how good God is. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But listen to what it says here. We already talked about how uh, all have sinned. Every single one of us, mankind, mankind has sinned because of the imperfection they have now put in God's perfect world. Listen to what it says in Mark 10, 18. And before I read that to you, Mark 10, 18, you can find this in, in the other books of Matthew and also in Luke. But in Mark 10, 18, a rich man comes to Jesus. And he says, good teacher. He says, how does one get into heaven? Now, keep in mind, he doesn't know this is God in the flesh. He doesn't know he's talking to God. He just thinks he's a good teacher. He agrees with what this good teacher is saying. So I want you to keep this in mind when he says it, when Jesus answers to him. He doesn't know he's talking to God. He doesn't know that. He just thinks he's talking to a good teacher. So he says, good teacher. He says, good teacher. How can one go into heaven? And remember that he's also said, I have already given up all these things. I've already done all the things I can do to get into heaven. He says, all these things. So therefore, Jesus answers back and says to him, says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So only God is good. Only God. And that, of course, Jesus is God. So why did he say, why do you call me good? Because, of course, this young man did not know, did not know that this was God. Only God is good. So when people say, I'm good, I'm good, I know I'm going to heaven because I'm good. No, you're not. You, I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, it's a personal one and Savior, you're going to heaven. But not because of your own good, but because of the good of the one who has saved you from your sin. So God is good. He is very good. He is so good. He created everything perfect. So good, he's not going to judge you on your lack of good. He's going to judge on the, his good. That's why we get saved, because of him. It says this, we know that God has given that very good gift to us, everlasting life, because of what he did for us. James 1.17, this is Jesus' half-brother, James. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no change or shadow of turning. Perfect, perfect gift. Praise the Lord God for that. Psalm 92.15, they will say that the Lord is good, he is my rock, and there is no wrong in him. God is so good. Isn't that right? I know what song is going through your head. God is so good. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. That's number one. God is so good. He created everything perfect. That's number one. Number two, number two, God is so good that we don't need to lose heart. God is so good. Don't lose heart. God is so good. Don't lose heart. And I know that we live in a world where it's hard sometimes not to lose heart. Everybody's gone through it. Every one of us, every Christian, every person out there in the world has gone through moments of depression, moments of sadness, moments of hardship, whether it be the fact that one of your loved ones is ill, whether it be the fact that one of your loved ones is dying or has passed away, or that you have known someone who's going through a difficulty and you don't understand why, and you want to say, why, Lord, why? Why has this happened? Why, Lord, if God is so good, why are they hurting? Why, Lord, if God is so good, why are we going through the coronavirus? Lord God, if God is so good, why are you allowing me to go through the poorhouse? Lord God, if, if you're so good, why has my wife left me? Lord God, if you're so good, why am I going through so much pain? Lord God, if you're so good, how come my knees are gone? Lord God, if you're so good, why is my car breaking down? Lord God, if you're so good, I'm going to tell you something. God is not setting up there going, all right, Philip, boom, there go your knees. <laughs> He's not doing that, okay? He's not going at you like a pinball machine. That would be interesting, but he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Ding, 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 ding. We're going to get him this time with that and this. He's not doing that. He cares about you. He loves you. But you got to remember, he loves you, and we don't need to lose heart. It's the devil that tries to make us believe that God is trying to get you, get you, get you, get you. Keep in mind also, sometimes we get ourselves by not following God, and sometimes we get ourselves by doing stupid things. If God loves me so much, why did I gain about 100 pounds or more back. Well, it wasn't God who made me eat those Twinkies. Oh, yeah, it was. If he really loved me, he would have made me throw them all up. No. If Philip was smart enough, he would have thrown the Twinkies out. He would have never bought them in the first place. How about that? Oh, but wait a minute. That's too much logic. That's too much logic. And then there's some things that we don't cause ourselves. Philip didn't do anything to cause tumors. You may not have done something to cause cancer, or maybe you did. Maybe smoking or whatever. But the point is, is that God still loves you, and we're not to lose heart because he's with you. We'll talk about that in a moment. Don't lose heart. God is so good that we're not to lose heart because he's so good. We can read a whole bunch of Psalms about that, and we'll go through a couple. Psalm 27, 13. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He is with us. So we're going to see more blessings later on. It's not always going to be sad. I know the devil wants to convince us. He's left you. He's left you. He's not going to be with you anymore. You might as well just throw it up. By the way, when depression comes upon you, we'll talk more about that in a few weeks. When depression comes upon you, Satan's the one who tries to tempt you to give it up. It's okay to commit suicide. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about whether you're losing salvation or not with suicide. I don't believe that, but still, no, don't give in to that temptation. Don't give in to that temptation. God doesn't want you to live in depression. God's the reason. He's with you. God is good. He's with you during those times. Don't lose heart. Gain heart. Know that he's with you in your heart. Don't give up in those moments. Psalm 33, verse 5. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. We need to go to the righteousness of the Lord God. Stay with him. Don't do wrong. Do right with God. And we can see right now in this world people who are doing wrong because it makes them feel good. And by the way, 
it does when you're in the world make you feel good to do bad sometimes when you're listening to the ways of the world and you listen to that old natural man the ways of sin and i'm talking about when you're out of god's will not when you're in god's will we know that but when you listen to that and you're saved by the blood of jesus christ it does make you feel good only for a smidge of a second you can say, oh, didn't it feel good to sin? Oh, it feels so good. And then that guilt comes in. This is not Jiminy Cricket sitting on his shoulder. It's the Holy Spirit getting a hold of you. And you know what's wrong. You should have whistled while you were. But before that, you already heard it. You know what you did. You heard the Holy Spirit say, ah, oh, don't do it. You know you're going to regret. But you ignored it. And you know you did. You ignored it. I know because I've done it myself. I don't want to say, don't give in to it. Now listen what this says. It says, Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, praise the Lord. Don't take refuge in the ways of sin or the world and feel good for a moment, but feel good forever in the taste of doing good and following God. He is good. All praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't get cavities of sin. Righteousness of God. Praise Jesus. Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Let them praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the people. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. That's right. Let's fill up. I'm not talking about me. Let's fill up on the goodness of God. On the goodness of God. So number one, God is good. He is so good, he created everything perfect. Number two, God is so good, don't lose heart. Number three is this. God is so good that God knows us through and through. He knows us thoroughly. Thoroughly, God knows us. Through and through. Now, that can be a little scary sometimes, you know? God knows you through and through. Did you ever get in trouble with your folks? Now, don't lie. Did you ever get in trouble and your mom and dad knew you and they knew if you was lying? Philip, did you take that last Tootsie Roll? No, not me, son. Okay. And you're, you're caught. You're caught Tootsie Roll handed. And you knew it. You knew you were caught red handed. You knew you was in trouble. You was caught and you knew it. And it had nothing to do with the fact that you had the wrapper in your hand. And it had nothing to do with the fact that you had chocolate around your mouth. It had to do with the fact that they could see it all over your eyes. They, they could read you. They knew you. They know you thoroughly they knew you they know what you will do they know what you won't guess what more so is god more so and i got news for you if you have the kind of conscience that will allow you to get away with cheating stealing lying you really need to look at your soul because the holy spirit should be getting all over you by now i, I personally I fibbed many times when I was little, especially when I first got saved, and the Lord God got a hold of me, and I said, Lord, I thought I was supposed to be feeling better by now. But if I, you know, you because a lot of people think of, the, of, of getting saved as if a free ticket, you know, but it's not. It's a ticket into heaven, but it's not a, a get-out-of-jail-free car like I'm on a Monopoly board. No. If anything, it's a, you don't get away with it anymore because the Holy Spirit won't let you. The Holy Spirit tells you, Philip, Philip, you better quit now. You know better. You know better. You better be honest. 
do every just and right. When you have Jesus Christ in your heart, it's like a compass. It shows you the right way to go. And that's how we ought to be. God is so good that he knows us thoroughly. He knows us through and through. He shows us because he knows us. He knows every good and bad, and he wants to perfect us. That's what he wants to do. He wants to perfect us. He's trying to get us right. Nahum chapter 1, verse 7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of distress, and he knows those who take refuge in him. He knows us. He knows if we're doing right. He knows those who are setting straight with him and those who are not. You ever met those people? And by the way, I'm not telling you to do this so you judge them. I'm not saying that. But you ever known those people who say, oh, I love God. I love God. But yet they don't live it. And you can see it. You can see it. Now, this, like I said, this is not a, a way to go judge folks. I'm not saying that. But have you ever seen those people? I love the Lord God. I, and you hear other people, you do? That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. If you ever meet someone and you say, I'm a Christian, you are? You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be going home going, they didn't know. It's a Christian. That's so great. No, no, you shouldn't take that as a compliment. That's not a compliment. It's not like wearing a little trick-or-treat mask where people shouldn't know who you are. You should, they should know that Jesus Christ lives within you. Now, I'm not talking about because they're ignorant. I'm talking about the fact that he should be shining through us. They should know. God knows us thoroughly through and through, and people should know that he is in you through and through. He knows our every sin or every weakness, and he loves us anyway. And that's why he died for us, despite the fact that we're not worth it, despite the fact that we don't deserve it, despite all that. He still took care of us. You know, one of the things I love about my mama and my daddy, and there's so many things I could go through and through, and I know I talk about them a lot, and I'm going to continue to do that, by the by. The fact is, on Christmas morning, we deserve spankings and other things. They didn't give it to us. They didn't. We were very honorary. But there was one thing we knew we could get away with on Christmas, and that was we were not going to get spankings on Christmas. Now, on the 26th, we probably got extra. But I'll tell you this. On the 25th, my mom and dad, they're lenient. They're very lenient. And on the 25th of December, we got a lot of extra goodies because they're trying to show their love and compassion. And God's that way for us all the time. It's not just one day a year. Wait a minute. You get extra goodies from God every day? Yeah. Everlasting life all the time. We get extra goodies. Why do I say that? Because we earn nothing. We have earned nothing. And I'm not talking about our, our extra living, our loving, and our holy, holy living. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the, in the effect that what we will receive from the Lord is not because we're so good. It's because he is so God. God is so good that he's going to give what we don't deserve. That's the Lord God. On Christmas morning, when you get your presents from your mommy and daddy and your kid, it's not because you earned it. Because let's be honest, if we got what we deserved, we would have all gotten spankings on Christmas morning, quite frankly. And if we were getting what we deserved from the Lord God, we'd all get eternity in hell. More than just a little spanking. But that's not what you're going to receive because that's not what God gives us. God is so good. He knows us thoroughly. And he doesn't give it to us. Deuteronomy 31.6, excuse me. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, and he's talking, this is Moses speaking, the Lord speaking, he says, be strong and brave. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be frightened. The Lord your God will go with you. He will not leave you nor forget you. I put that in the simplest terms. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave you nor forget you. That's, that's a child's version uh, is what I put down because I wanted people to know he'll never leave you nor forsake you, never leave you nor forget you. He's with you always. And for you Christians, you who've asked Jesus in your heart, listen to this now, 1 Corinthians 3.16. This goes right along with Deuteronomy 31.6. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Jesus is with you always. Do you not know? 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? He's with you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. That's a great thing. And it's a scary thing if you're not living correctly. When you were lying a few weeks ago, and by the way, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just being generic here. But when you were lying a few weeks ago, God knew he was with you. And that's scary when you're cheating on your diet. I'm talking to me now. When you're cheating on your diet, God knew you didn't need that extra bite. But God knew he ain't going to judge for it. When you were lying to whoever it might have been to, God knew. Whatever it might be that you've done wrong, God knew. God knows. But here's the thing. He loves you despite that. He loves you despite that. Number four. Number four. God is so good, we should be good to him too and obey him. Amen. Fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. God is so good, be good to him too and obey him. There's no reason not to be. We can make every excuse in the world. Well, I'm human, I'm human, I'm human. Well, that's all true. You are human. And you also have Christ living within you. We've now shown that on several occasions now, just today. Be good to him too and obey him. Show your love and compassion back. He is so good. Hallelujah. Amen. All the time, let's be good back and show our love to him. Psalm 119, which is the longest psalm, incidentally, that was written by David. So long as Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 68, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. This is what it says. This means you are good and do good. Teach me your laws. Teach me your ways. If God does teach us his ways, which he does through his word, by the way, teaches us his ways through the Lord Jesus, teaches us his ways. It's not enough just to know it. We got to follow it. You know, a couple years back, few years ago everybody knows that it goes here i was on a diet and i did well on that but i knew someone fairly well who was with me and was said to me well i know about all that i know about all that but they weren't following that and they would actually want me to go with them to know that they knew it but didn't follow it well that's not enough just to know it if you know the diet of the lord that is if you know his word but you're not following it well well hooey dooey for you but here's the thing, if you, don't, if you know the word of God, but you don't follow the God, well, hoopla, hoopla, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing if you know the word and don't follow the word. There's a lot of people who are that way. I know God's word, then live it. Be obedient to it. Follow it. Show your love for him and be obedient to him. It's that simple. It is that simple. If you know the law of God and are not living by it, there's something wrong. It'd be like being on the highway. I know the speed limit. Then why are you doing 80? That's not the speed limit. Unless it is, and then you got something else to talk about. But anyway, um, be good to him and obey him too. Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, 
to those who are called according to his purpose. This doesn't mean all things are going to be good for you. Of course, we talked about this before. This means that all things work to those who love God and they work according to his will. They're going to be good because God is good and because we're going to follow him be good to his will. We're going to follow his will. And this one, I love this one. Hebrews chapter 11. I love the book of Hebrews. What a good book. Probably written by Paul. Probably. I believe so. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seek God. Follow God. Be obedient to God. God is so good. Hallelujah. Be good back. Follow him. And so I say to you, God is so good. He created everything perfectly. That's number one. Two, God is so good. Don't lose heart. Three, God is so good because God knows us through and through and thoroughly. Four, God is so good. Be good to him. Two, and obey him. Philippians 1.6, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? And one last thing. Oftentimes, the scripture I'm about to read, people read it. They have it so memorized. And they don't think it through thoroughly. And I'm talking about John 3.16. It's a tremendous verse. I'm reading with it 17 and 18. It's a wonderful, wonderful testimony of what the Lord God did for us. But as we read it today, I want you to think when you hear it, just how good, how great God is. God is good all the time. He's so good, amen. He's so good. He looks past our bad. He's so good that he came in the form of a son to erase our bad, not because we deserve it, but because we don't. And if there's anyone home today watching us and you believe Jesus is real, that's great. However, if you believe he's real and you have yet to say a prayer of salvation, you're not going to heaven. You know, a lot of times people hear this verse and it's a great verse. For God so loved the world and gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the first verse I ever memorized. I was four years old. Problem is, when people hear that verse, they misunderstand it. Whoever believes in him, what well, I believe he's real. And so when people hear that, they think, I'm going to heaven because I believe he's real. Well, guess what? Satan believes Jesus is real too. He's not going to heaven. He's not. Folks, to believe in Jesus means to put all your faith, all your beliefs, all your hopes in Jesus, because he's the only hope, the only way into heaven. And so today, if you're hearing this, and you have yet to say the prayer of salvation, let this be the day that you have. And you may have said, well, I prayed it before, I just didn't know what it meant. Well, then let this be the day. I'm going to say the prayer of salvation here in a minute. You can say it with me. Maybe you're here and you've already said it, but... You can say it with me again. If you have any doubt whatsoever, don't let pride sit in the way. Say it with me, and I'm going to pray that prayer. 
I already know I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I know without a shadow of a doubt. That's not the point. The point is, if there be anyone, anyone at all, by the time you see this, it could have been a year ago by the time I preached this, by the time you see it, you just pray it with all your heart and soul because God knows your heart. And it doesn't matter the words that you say here. It's what you say here and what you say here. That's what matters. Do you understand? The pastor, I've never been to a school. I've never, I can't say the words correctly. I don't know all the scripture. I don't, you don't need to. You may say, but I'm not perfected. Like, look, look, you're never going to be perfected by your own actions. I just need to get a few things in order before I say the prayer. Well, then you're never going to get there ever, ever. It's not by you. It's by him who died for you. So today, after I get done reading this, I'm going to close this in prayer. And then I'm going to say the prayer. And through that prayer, I'm going to talk about salvation. Just say it with me. That's all you got to do. And through that, through that, believe it in your heart and you'll be saved. That's all you have to do. And then after you do that, if you said that prayer of salvation, find yourself a Bible-believing, Bible-following church. Go to it. Be with it every day. Hey, by the way, you can come here. You're welcome. You're welcome to come. That's what I mean. And we'll baptize you, which, by the way, baptism is not what saves you. But we'll baptize you to show your obedience unto the Lord. You can come every single week or watch from home. But you're welcome here. Absolutely. Listen to what it says. John 3, 16 through 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for this day. Lord God, you are so good, and we thank you. But Lord God, I pray right now for those who do not know you. For every single one of them, I pray right now that they'll come to know you even this day. Lord God, if there be anyone watching now who doesn't know you, who does not ask you into their heart as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus, I pray this be the day, this be the moment that they take that time to do so. And Lord, with that being said, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray with all my heart and soul, I pray that you will save me and my sins. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me despite the fact that I'm a sinner. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will forgive me of every single sin that I ever committed. I know that I deserve to go to hell for eternity. I know, Lord God, that I have done you wrong. I know, Lord God, that I am not righteous and never will be. But, Lord God, I pray. I pray that you will forgive me of my sins. And for those who may be praying at home right now, I ask that you pray in your own words as I say this, Lord Jesus Christ, please forgive me of my sins, every single one of them. And I pray, Lord God, that you allow me to go into heaven when I leave this world, when I die. I pray all of this in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.